Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. My name is Victor, and I'm here with my lovely and maybe a little bit sleepy wife, Patty. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey, yeah, so we're getting this done a little bit earlier than normal, so bear with us. We got our coffee here. We're going we're gonna to soldier through this. We've been kind of busy over the weekend. Um, so this time around, we're going to do another Q&A, which we're fortunate <laughs> to discover that many people enjoy because we don't want to just throw out a random topic just for the sake of it. All of our episodes, we are, we're on the same page about and we feel it's relevant for the timing and we feel inspired about. So we want to maintain that aspect of it because I think it really plays into the quality of the episodes. Again, opposed to us just throwing something kind of random that we just sort of come up with in our heads at you guys. So again, when we don't, when we don't feel a strong pull to talk about something in particular, we'll bust out a Q&A and we're happy to do it because that always usually stimulates interesting conversations and, yeah. and uh, you know, we're glad people find they are helpful. So this first one is from Brooke. And by the way, those the way I do it, again, is like I will make an Instagram story letting people know I'll be doing a Q&A. And then I'll get a whole bunch of daily messages. So if you guys want to participate, you're welcome to. Just follow me on Instagram at Victor Odo. Okay? This one is from Brooke. Let's see. Brooke J. Walker 4. She says, okay, I thought of a good question. Do you have any tips or advice for going through things you don't enjoy <laughs> in order to eventually do something you are passionate about? And she gives the example that she's in college and she wants to become a chiropractor and that really does ignite her passion. However, she has to take a lot of chemistry and uh, some other unenjoyable classes and they're not fun and she's finding them difficult. So she's finding herself very unmotivated and doubting herself and struggling. Uh, so that's a good question. I think it's something that most people tend to deal with. What I wrote down is, well, for one, this is something that I think comes with a territory for a lot of people. I think there might be, and I know I had it, a bit of an unrealistic expectation with the whole purpose and passion that it, it implies a day-to-day a -day experience of just, ah, bliss, my passion. Usually in order to do our passion in the real world where there are certain laws and, and things we sort of need, like making money and going to school, um, there are times to do stuff that aren't really part we don't resonate with the same way as we do when we're painting or doing our passion and yet not only are necessary but are helpful on a personal level a, a self-development level and also allow us and, and help us do our purpose even better so what i've learned to do is see the value the value in the work that must get done and i'll give an example like i love doing this i love speaking i love sharing and expressing <clears throat> I love making YouTube videos. What I don't love is editing my videos. I didn't love learning how to use software programs to make thumbnails. I didn't learn about learning you know, search engine optimization, something I use in order to make my videos do well and rank and get in front of the right people. I don't like learning about sales. I don't like learning about marketing. And I didn't, I certainly sucked and hated building websites. <laughs> all of that was not part of my passion, but all stuff I did have to get done in order to do my passion. And what I can say is that when I embraced that, when I stopped 
thinking there was something wrong with that. And I said, you know what? There must be value in this. And I started to kind of see the value. And I, I started to kind of see that it was actually helping me. Your chemistry class is actually helping you. Even, even if you don't like chemistry, learning something that's hard for you, that you don't like, that you're not naturally good at, and proving to yourself that you can learn something like that, that's going to help you with, with a lot of intangible qualities like confidence and just that work ethic that will that will serve you when it comes to being a chiropractor, which of course in itself will have its uh, myriad of ups and downs. Yeah. <clears throat> I went through the same thing when I was in beauty school. Um, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I used to be a hairdresser. And um, when you're in beauty school, you have to learn about all kinds of um, parts of the body and diseases and bacteria names and all kinds of stuff that is not directly related to actually doing hair. And, um, I, I went through the same thing where I was like, man, I don't want to learn about this, but I just kind of used it as a way to teach me patience. And, um, I looked at it as like, you know, I'm not going to love every client that I have, you know? So I thought, this could be, I guess, beneficial to look at it as a way to teach me patience, you know? Yeah. And I think it just helps breed a, re a realistic outlook on life. Like yeah. Even making YouTube videos. There's times I don't want to make a YouTube video. There's times I'm not happy with the quality. Right, yeah. There's times getting ideas for it are very, very, very challenging. There's times where I do something I'm really happy with and then people don't like it as much as the other videos. So within our passion, there's tons of ups and downs. So this is all... There, there's nothing I think for you, for Brooke, it's just about sort of accepting that that's sort of the reality yeah, of, of life. It's something that you purpose. have to do to get to where you're going. Yes. You know? Yeah. Cool. So hopefully that helps. Okay. This one is from Nicole and Kim. Three first names. I love it. <laughs> um, how to create space for inner work and healing. So. That's a bit vague. I don't know exactly what you're implying, but my intuition is sort of leading me down like like how to create space. Like it's I think think a lot of it it's just about creating the space. It's about being doing the having boundaries with yourself and with other people. And sometimes that's not easy just 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 sort of making it happen. I don't know what do you think? Yeah. Well, it's it's um it's not always easy to to make the space and make the time, but I would say like, you know, the easiest thing to do would be like pick a time that's convenient for you that you can actually have time for yourself every day to do whatever it is that, you know, you need to do to <laughs> expand your awareness. Is that what the question was? Sort of, yeah. It, it was a little bit vague. Yeah. What I what I would say, <clears throat> like, done. like no, like like okay. So how long would it take you to do what you want? Thirty minutes, right? So thirty minutes in the morning, or thirty minutes at lunch, or thirty minutes at night. You know, whatever time, and then just always do that. Always take that time every day, and just be diligent and like consistent with it. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think similar to my advice with Brooke, even though it's a different meaning, is like seeing the value in it. A lot of people, we 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 basically organize our lives based upon our priorities, and sometimes our priorities yeah. 
could afford to be questioned and re-examined because yeah. many times we get build habits around priorities that made sense, you know, earlier in life. But now that we're, we're, we're changing and evolving, something like creating space for healing, that maybe should be a priority. But because you have all these other priorities, um, it's difficult to squeeze in. But, but I trust just as with the other priorities, when you see that it actually benefits your life, you'll make the space. Like, like exercise yeah. is hard to make the time. And, you know, you go to your first workout, and it sucks. You're out of shape. You feel horrible. You go home. You're sore. You sleep all. You sleep a long time. And you wake up, and you're even more sore than when you left the workout. So I was like, ugh. But if you stick with it, after a little while, you realize, wow, I just ran up the stairs because the elevator's broken, and I, I don't feel winded. I feel great. And I'm losing weight, and I'm looking better. My skin is looking more clear. I'm eating healthier. And it's like, wow, now there's a lot of benefits. So I'm going to make my workout. It's kind of like with the self-healing. You do want, you know, you take one day to like self-heal and you just go more deeply into your blockages and it's an unpleasant experience. But when you make a habit of doing that, you realize that you start to see how unresolved issues and blockages ripple out and sort of negatively impact your life and how valuable it is when you actually take the time to let yourself process, let yourself heal so you can kind of go into the day feeling more clear, crisp, in alignment. And that's just one of the many benefits. So I would say just yeah. force it into your schedule and, and see if it works for you. And if you determine it's helpful to you, which it is for most people going through an awakening, <clears throat> which is an acceleration of surfacing blockages, one could say, um, then it, it'll be more of a no-brainer. You just decide. You just be like just the same way you wake up and do your other brush your teeth brush, and stuff. Yeah. It'll be just like that. Become a habit. Yeah, and um, like it's very easy to make excuses as to why you can't, you don't have the time, but you have to, you know, at first it's going to feel a little bit awkward, like, oh, I'm creating this time to do this, but it eventually will be just like brushing your teeth and washing your face and taking a shower. You know, it'll be become just part of your daily routine. Yeah. And I would honestly even say as far as inner healing, I don't think you need to make a routine out of it personally. I think you wrote down love. You said something about being, being self-aware and knowing <laughs> when you need it. Yeah. And sometimes it's inconvenient. Like maybe you have a busy week and you also are having a busy time with your awakening. Well, even though that's sort of annoying maybe and the timing is not ideal, uh, you got to make that time. But there's other times where if you don't need to just go sit and you meditate know, do self-healing when yeah. when you're feeling good and yeah so just be aware and know that when you're going through a spiritual awakening you, you will have uh I, I there'll be demands placed upon you that don't make sense that your co-workers might not need to take time away for but you do you just have to be <laughs> self-aware and honest with yourself and if you're yeah. having a tough time you're trying to process something then go process even if it doesn't make sense logically why you'd wake up in such a funk go process yourself and and just sort of accept the demands of the awakening which are helping you yeah big time. i think the most important part of going through a spiritual awakening is honoring your process and know that it's completely personal and individual to you so what works for some people might not work for you and what works for you might not work for other people so just honor where you're at and honor what you need in that moment each day yes Okay, we're going to move on. Is that okay. cool? Yeah. This is for angel-headed spirit. He said, I've been aware of my awakening for about a year and a half now. I was watching a lot of your videos, LOL. But my question is, how do you begin preparing for bigger actions that you are guided towards? Like, for instance, 
grad school is coming up for me, though spirit and my life is in an awakening jumble. It doesn't seem like I should drop everything and focus on that now. So I'm wondering, how do you prioritize your knowing? So it sounds to me like, like you don't, you feel a little bit unbalanced to to go to grad school, which is in a sense calling you. But you wonder, will I be able to handle it because I'm, my life is in this awakening jumble? So for one thing, I, I think a lot of people waste time getting ready to like do something. Like like the readiness is a byproduct of your experience doing what you're like doing what you want to do. There's only so much preparation you can do for grad school because when I come down to it, you're going to be going into a bunch of classes <laughs> that are challenging and new to you with a lot of new information and really how much can you really prepare for that. Um, so I think you knowing that you don't really have to prepare. If you've gone through your uh, you know bachelor's program or whatever and you're in your master's and, and you're ready for grad school, then then you, you fulfill those requirements, obviously. But like emotional readiness, that comes from experience. And you can't have the experience, obviously, beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people say, well, I'm not ready to, to do YouTube videos. Like, who is? No one's ready for it. You do 20 videos, you'll feel more ready than you did when you began. You go to a few <laughs> classes, a couple semesters, you'll have a degree of readiness. Now, I also want to kind of comfort you and let you know that I thought the same thing. I remember I was a personal trainer uh, early, when I when I first had my Kundalini awakening, and I was ex- extremely unbalanced. A lot of the same concerns that people reach out to me with, like the emotional sensitivity, just being overly empath, you know, empathic, and I had all these different like energy symptoms and fatigue, and I was like a real mess, and it was really tough. And I thought, man, I don't know, like I wouldn't choose to go to work most of the days because of how I felt, but I did anyway. And I realized, even though it was, as I suspected, it was challenging. It really was. But I got through it. And it, it was all okay. And, and you know, the, the world didn't end. And, and I, I got through it. And, and it was all good. So for yeah. you, yeah, you might, you might be a little bit, might, you might have some of your own unique challenges. I know for me, reading was difficult. Comprehension was difficult. I would have random bouts of brain fog, social anxiety. So all those things may be present for grad school. But if it's time for grad school, then you're actually ready. And if you can just sort of show yourself, there's such power in going through something challenging that you don't think you'll be able to do well at, that you actually have a legitimate case to say, you know, here's why this will be tough. And then you do it and then you succeed. There's so much value and power in proving to yourself that you're made of a lot more than you previously thought. So just go for it, bro. Yeah. I also think that, um, like, when you think you're not ready for something, you you know, you kind of just go through it and do it anyway, and you can make it work. Like, you know, when we had Maya, or like having a baby, you know, you always feel like when the baby comes, you're not ready. But guess what? The baby gets fed, the baby gets taken care of, and, and is just so loved, and it works out. You might be exhausted, you might be tired, but you do it anyway, and it's effortless when you do it. You know, you might have bouts of feeling like, oh, super stressed, but you can handle it because it's coming into your life at this exact moment. And exactly like you said, babe. Yes, that's a that's a perfect example. Who's ready for that? huh? Right. Who's ready for a kid? (laughs) We we have three children. And interestingly enough, I I was going to say that we didn't feel any more ready for the third kid, but we did. And I guess that goes to show my point that like you do something really hard and you develop a lot of confidence in your abilities. And yeah. like by the time we had the third kid, we are much more 
we were relaxed about it. Yeah, we were more ready, but nothing really prepares you for bringing another person into your mix. You know, it's there is always an adjustment period. You know, so like when you start grad school, there'll be an adjustment period of when you actually are going and doing the schoolwork and and going to classes and being consistent with your schooling. But after that adjustment period, then you'll be able to finally like there'll be, you know, uh, middle ground, you know, if you will. And then you'll be like, okay, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd say like taking the plunge with a kid or a grad school, you'll get some confidence. But then of course there are always new classes. There are always new children. Mm-hmm. If you keep having them like, we. oh no, no, we're done. We are <laughs> no, done. <yeah. laughs> All right. This one is from Taylor Casa. What up, Taylor? Hey, Taylor. He says, how to better transition into higher frequencies get through the ascension symptoms more easily. The last few days have been very heavy on me personally. So all of us right now on the planet are given the opportunity to transition into higher frequencies. That's that's like a happening. It's nothing you really have to go and make happen. Like the mechanics of it are already at work. Now your other question, like the degree of smoothness, now that'll, that is where you have an influence as well as the speed. So just know that you don't have to make it your job to raise your frequency like so many say. It's more like allowing the, the increasing frequency on the planet to, to align you. And it's more about uh, a lack of doing, more of just observing yourself and your life and really trying to be in a state of presence and allowance. Yeah, I also, I think too, you know, um, honoring what you need in each moment, in each day, like I said before, that's also really important in this. So if you feel like you need to meditate for an hour a day, you know, and then one day you wake up and you're like, I don't really need to do that today. That's okay. If you feel like you need to eat a lot of, uh, you know, high vibration foods and juice, you know, then you should do that. And if you feel like maybe you need to fast, then you should do that. Just honor what comes up for you and just follow that. And I feel like that makes also the, the transition much easier as well. And I think I naturally did that. And I think that's why my ascension symptoms weren't so extreme like yours. Yeah, you are more in the flow with your intuition and you yeah. just act and a lot and you sort of <clears throat> accepted early on that your intuition will oftentimes have you all over the place. And right. it can seem like like chaos to your, your rational yeah. physical thinking mind. Um but I was the opposite. I was always in my head about things. Yeah. So I try to like make routines and structure uh with with this this impossible to predict sort of ebb and flow of the awakening. Right. Like I went through a phase um just for an example where I was eating like a ton of nuts, walnuts, cashews, almonds. I was eating like massive amounts of nuts, which is a lot of fat, but I was craving them. So I just was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to keep eating them and eating them and eating. And I just ate so I went through so many nuts at that point that, um, I thought, man, I don't know if this is healthy, but I feel like I need it. And I did. And I, yeah. then that, you know, it all worked out. <laughs> it yeah. all was fine. Yeah. The best thing you can do, Taylor, is just like, it just like be in the flow. Like Patty mm-hmm. said, your light, let your life just sort of unfold. And the more you can get out of your own way, the smoother <clears throat> it will be for you. I had something else written down here. Let's see. 
Yeah, it doesn't always have to be food too. It can be it it can be like meditation or fasting or yoga, you know, it can be those kind of things as well too. Yeah. And it's also best to not focus on your symptoms. So many people, they make their symptoms. I could tell because I did it to myself that they're just driving themselves crazy <laughs> analyzing, why is this happening? I woke up. Has has, there, has anyone ever had this? Is this happening? What's going on? Like yeah, that awareness. just brings so much energy to something already that you deem unpleasant yeah. and you're just magnifying it. So you really just want to, it's, I heard this the other day, we are, me and Patty both did some, uh, some ayahuasca ceremonies. And for me, I had a very, very intense one. It was very, uh, just, it really took everything I had to be present and, and just sort of like, like let myself go through it. And then after the, the ceremony, I heard one of the shamans say like, you know what guys, it's actually best to not label anything. Mm -hmm. Just sort of allow, observe, and let whatever's in the moment be as it is, including, Taylor, your ascension symptoms. But if you start saying, well, I have chronic fatigue, and you start looking it up yeah. online, mm -hmm. you see what's going on with the energies, and it's like all you're doing is you're thinking about and you're focusing and you're magnifying that chronic fatigue rather than just you can sense it initially once and then be present with it. Now, this is not easy, man. I'm not mm -hmm. saying I do this perfectly. I don't. But I do I do a lot of things that help me stay present. I meditate every single day. I do yoga. I, I do breath work. I exercise. I, you know, and I've been doing this for a long time, for years. So it's, I'm much better at being present and allowing than in the past. But I can say in cultivating that skill of presence and awareness, it makes a lot of the the issues that people reach out to me, including the physical symptoms, a lot, lot easier by simply not giving them your energy, your focus. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. So we were hesitant about answering this last one because it's such a polarizing topic for my boy, Josh. What up, Josh? He says, uh, let's see, where's his question? Basically, he was asking our opinion. Let's see how, here it is. What are your thoughts on the view some have on eating meat being not spiritual? Now, I'm not going to, neither of us are going to tell you what you should or should not eat because it's not our place to do that. We don't judge you regardless if you eat meat or you don't eat meat. This is your own preference. But I'll talk a little bit about being spiritual. What is spirituality? Spirituality is simply about authenticity and resonance. And if you're being honest with yourself, and you're living your life according to you to what you know your own truth is, however that expresses itself, then that's the essence of spirituality. Now, some people, they eat a lighter, more high vibration diet because that helps them tune in to the frequencies of their truth and that works for them. Patty and I, we love ayahuasca and I just got some questions, someone saying, now why do you have to do ayahuasca in order to learn these lessons? And I actually replied, which I oftentimes don't do, I said, you don't. I said, I like to do it, it helps me, but you don't have to. There are many ways to become more quote unquote spiritual. Mm -hmm. And just, I mean, I keep saying this, but it's, it's really the essence of being spiritual. It's honoring yourself what you need and what resonates with you and if that means eating a high vibration diet then you should do that if that means eating a bunch of greasy food like you know french fries and stuff then you should do that you have to honor what works and what resonates with you in your own body 
and for your own path because we are all in this together, but we're all on a solo journey to where we're going. So there is no right or wrong way for to get to the end. There's no, there is none. It's, it's all personal. So, you know, yeah, it? <laughs> it reminds me of this uh, analogy I, I read in a book a while ago. I want to say it was from a, a Muji book, which he's awesome, by the way. I love um, Muji. Yeah. He was talking about an elephant and three people. And each person was blindfolded and positioned like in a different location relative to the elephant. And someone was near the trunk and they're they feeling this elephant's trunk. How it's kind of long and sort of cylindrical and somewhat thin in comparison to like the side of the elephant and somebody else like uh, uh, near the side of the elephant like wow this is like just this big surface area almost a whole wall the other guy is like playing around this the big foot thing the big leg foot you know it's like wow this is pretty sturdy like whatever and and all of their perspectives are valid mm-hmm. and they're real their experience the guy's experience with the trunk that's real that's his current perspective on the elephant it's valid and it's real as are the other people but it's all one elephant Mm -hmm. it's all one thing we all are one thing with different perspectives so the the guy the guy with the feeling the trunk might say you know what no that's not how the elephant is that's not correct you're wrong it's like well they're both right yeah i love that i think it's about really just being honest with yourself and also one last thing i'll say is with the awakening there are many, many cycles, many cycles that kind of come and go. For me, my my diet and the content of my food has fluctuated quite a bit yeah. of times. And then it kind of, I would come back around. Mm-hmm. I would have times where I'd feel very inspired and where it was my truth to eat a very refined, clean, you know, plant-based diet. And there are other times where, like Patty said, there's a place for when sometimes when people do that for too long, they become very ungrounded and overly sensitive and mm-hmm. getting along in the real world is too much. They're awakening takes on too much speed and they can't really manage themselves no then those people at times sometimes will feel guided to eat heavier foods mm-hmm. and then the the you know which can easily be judged but for them that's what they need in that moment even right. if they go back to the higher vibration diet after a little while so it's just important to really just be honest with yourself right. honest with who you are and then live accordingly and just sort of tune out of all the different opinions which will fluctuate quite right. a bit especially here which is why I almost never address this because we could have right now a group of listeners and all of us on like 99.9% of the different levels, we would get along, we would have love and compassion and camaraderie. And then you bring this up and And there can be a huge division. Mm -hmm. And that's why I personally don't usually like to talk about it because it creates a lot of, it's a polarizing topic. Right. I also think it's really important to hold no judgments based on what you, what is resonating with you and how you want to like, uh, have your diet be because the judgments that you put on that are actually more harmful to you than whatever you're putting into your body. Yeah. You know, I agree. Yeah. Just the, the energies of, of judgment and separation and condemnation mm-hmm. and ridicule. Mm-hmm. Those are very heavy, low vibration energy. Yeah. And that's kind of what we see oftentimes emerge when groups of people start discussing this. It's very difficult mm, right. right now for people to be accepting of one another. Uh, and then we understand how it is and that's okay too, you know, but yeah, we are on the fence about talking about this, but I don't know. I felt like I was in the flow and just felt like, I think it's okay. good to, to, uh, 
you know, I think it was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> we not, we, we don't, we don't have an opinion as to what people should do. So that's okay. It's not, you know, like we're. Yeah. Live and let live. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Sorry, guys. I'm so, so sleepy today. It's early for us. And it's actually overcast here and which is like, like 10 days a year. It's like overcast. Right. I know. <laughs> so it makes me feel more sleepy. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's our last question we're going to take today. We've got to get these kids off to school. And I got a, I got some stuff I got to do myself. So I hope you guys are all doing fantastic. Thank you for listening. Thank you for those who participated yes, in the Q and A. Again, if you want to do it next time, uh, just follow me on Instagram. I, you know, I don't post all that much. A few times a week, maybe. Yeah, you can also ask me too. Um, I'm on Instagram too at Patty Papa, and or Facebook. You can message me on Facebook too. Um, yeah, Patty is good. You know, she responds to most of her. Messages. I try. I try to. I try to. But yeah. So yeah. you can also ask me. You don't have to only ask Victor. Okay. Cool, cool. I'm glad you said that, love. Yeah. All right, my friends. We're going to bounce. You guys take care. Hope you have an amazing week. Be in touch soon. Peace. Namaste.